Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning. Howdy there, Tara. Yes. Joining me now is Congressmember William Timmons. He has been down to the border. Uh, good morning, Congressmember. Tara, good morning. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Okay, so you went down to the border. Where I'm curious. I don't know if you've seen the video online. Um, the House Speaker um, was giving a, a speech, apparently, and it's so bad down there now that illegal immigrants were literally crossing behind y'all. Were you, were you in the group when that was happening? That has gone viral online. I mean, that's how bad it is. You could just stand down there and, and illegals will be running behind you. So I was literally standing uh, five feet away from the speaker and um, they had boats in the water that were uh, basically hovercrafts and uh, six family members are literally drowning behind us. Oh, and no. it caused uh, the... CBP to basically go out and grab them out of the river and bring them back across. And they were escorted to the processing facility. And in 36 hours, they will be released into the country uh, with a court date in four years. So we don't have a southern border. I, I think the most important thing for uh, your listeners to appreciate is that we do not have a southern border. There is a razor wire, there's walls, but anybody can walk across. And unless you are one of uh, the very few um, I mean, we're talking five or 10 percent of the millions of people that cross the southern border. They basically just say, OK, you don't want to go back to your country because you have a credible fear. Those are the magic words uh, of, of, of being um, persecuted. Then here, where do you want to go? What city? What state? We'll buy you a flight. And they literally give them uh, papers. Uh, it's, they give them a, a functional identification. By the way, you can give them whatever name you want with whatever birthday. You don't have to have any kind of identifying documents. I mean, it, it is outrageous. Um, we're going to have a hearing next week with uh, Secretary Marcus, And I mean, listen, he's going to get impeached. Um, it, it is such a dereliction of duty. I mean, people were thrown around, around the word treason. I don't understand how this administration can defend any of this. And I can guarantee you that in November, um, the voters will not look kindly on the pain that they are causing the American people. Are you committed to voting Congressman Timmons to impeach Mayorkas, who is the head of the Department of Homeland Security? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, this guy, millions of Americans have crossed the southern border illegally. I mean, sorry, millions of uh, illegal immigrants have, have crossed the southern border illegally, and it is killing Americans. We've had uh, 300 uh, Americans every day die from fentanyl overdoses. And all of that is coming from uh, Mexico, from China, across across our southern border from Mexico. I mean, it is outrageous um, 
the dereliction of duty, it, it's intentional, too. I think the most important thing is it's intentional because all Biden has to do is sign his name and reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy and end catch and release. We don't have to pass the law. We're going to, but we don't have to. So this is all intentional. I got a question for you. There's a group by the name of Muckraker. I don't know if you've seen the the article that that they did, um, but they were able to get a hold of what they call NGO blueprints. So this is everybody from the Red Cross to Catholic Social Services, and they are spending hundreds of millions of dollars in this particular tranche. It's three hundred sixty three million dollars. They are putting illegals up in hotels. Um, they are providing them with food and other assistance. And yes, they're paying for the plane and bus tickets once they get uh, here in America. And as I was explaining yesterday, as Muckraker explains, that's laundered money. That's actually my tax money uh, that the Biden administration has taken and given to these NGOs and is now paying for them. People who, as you just said a minute ago, Congressman Timmons, we don't even know their IDs putting them on planes, we don't know who they are, and flying them with us as we Americans, second-class citizens, we got to go through the TSA line. But the problem with this is, is that this money is coming from Congress. It's in the CRs, and a lot of Republicans are voting to fund this. Um, And could you address that? I know you didn't vote for the, the last CR, but I know you have voted for some of them in the past, and you're not alone. Most Republicans have. Are Republicans going to stop funding all of this, because that's what's happening on the border right now. I mean, Republicans are funding this, and it's not going to stop till Republicans stop funding it. Well, I guess first, the only CR I've ever I've ever voted for had HR two in it, and that mm-hmm. was the September proposal um, that failed. Twenty Republicans voted against it, and had that passed, it would have actually given us the leverage to secure right. the border, and that's why I voted for it. But so uh, to answer your question, it's way worse than you just outlined. Uh, we were uh, walking through, we had 60 plus Republican uh, members of Congress at the border. We were walking through the processing facility in, Del, in the Del Rio sector. And it is really hard to even wrap your head around exactly what this cost American taxpayers. And you were throwing out hundreds of millions. It's way worse than that. Um, I, I actually think it's close to uh, half a trillion dollars. I bet. Um, they were talking about the, the Del Rio sector. Um, alone, it was uh, 30 to $40 million a week, just a week, I said that right, a week, to um, provide all of the food, all of the medical supplies, all of the processing requirements. And that's only physical cost. That's not even uh, salaries for the people that are working there. So um, we tried to do the math, and Del Rio is one of eight sectors. So um, Heritage has a study, they say $400 billion a year. Um, I actually think when you factor in that they are processing these people. Let's just use last week. 5,000 people crossed, crossed the border. That's why we, we went to Eagle Pass, because they literally had 5,000 people cross at once in the one area that we were at, which, by the way, the Biden administration cleaned up, cut the grass, removed all the trash. It was, it was crystal clean. So we know, that, we know that they can clean it up. We know that they can stop it. But yeah. So the 5,000 people that were processed there, they had to pull 1,400 uh, Customs Border Patrol agents from their sector, which is 300 miles long. Uh, so we had literally zero people guarding the border, 240 miles of it uh, for basically 72 hours. And they processed those 5,000 people within 36 hours, they let them all into the country. Anybody that had any medical conditions, they literally have to take them to the nearest hospital, which is two hours away. And they are required to give them care, whatever they have, 
whether they have diabetes, they need dialysis, whatever medical care they need. So not only does it cost 400-ish billion dollars to manage the lack of a southern border, but when they become um, the U.S.'s problem, the state, the local government's problem, it's it's hundreds of billions of dollars because they have medical needs. They go to school. Uh, they're relying on infrastructure. You name it. So, I mean, it is it's, – it's just madness. When we were talking about what's the word to use, it, it, and the word is madness. And everything you're describing, Congressman, um, everything you're describing, again, was funded all last year by the Republicans under Kevin McCarthy, unfortunately. And that's he wouldn't let you guys do separate appropriations bills. He made you do CRs. You couldn't go in and cut it. That's not true. But it it is true, true, though. But but here's the thing. I don't want to get into the past because we can't fix that. Going forward, going forward, this is what I want to know. Do you have are you hearing a commitment from the new speaker to let y'all go into those bills and cut this funding out. Is he going to finally do that in the first couple of months of the year? Because otherwise it'll just continue. I actually think it's really important. So um, one, last year, um, again, I voted against every continuing resolution that passed. I I voted for the one that secured the board. Um, But number two, all of that was done to avert a government shutdown, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't actually... Nobody wants, no Republican wants to continue these policies, but we don't have the votes to pass new appropriations bills. I fully expect a government shutdown. I got to tell you that right now. Okay. Um, I do not foresee um, the House and the Senate, the White House coming to terms on this. I think that uh, HR2, again, the Republican border security bill that will actually fix this problem, um, either that is going to become law and we're going to fix this problem or we're going to have a government shutdown. That's how this goes. And the speaker is in a very difficult spot because nobody wants to shut the government down. It's actually yeah, I know. very bad for everybody. But at the same time, having millions and millions of people cross the southern border illegally and doing nothing to stop it is, is also extremely bad. So you're, you're faced between is the president and the Senate going to say, OK, we're actually going to stop spending a half a trillion, three quarters of a trillion dollars on what is essentially – no southern border whatsoever. It's a human trafficking operation. It's a human trafficking operation. Well, it's been oh, the, the one stat I have even given you is that um, every year, just in the Rio, uh, the Del Rio sector of the southern border, which is one of eight sectors, uh, the cartels make $1.6 billion a year on smuggling, on human trafficking. That is, it is, it is remarkable to me. You can talk about money laundering. I mean, literally, uh, the Biden administration is using our tax dollars to pay the cartels to smuggle millions of people in our country. And that's what it is. I want to stop. So here's what I want to know. You just said something that very much interested me. You said you think you're going to you guys talking about Republicans are going to have to shut it down next year. Do you think that will happen? And are you at a point where you're willing to vote to you personally to to do it? I'm very curious. What what do you think? Oh, we're not going to. We're not going to fund the government without border security. Okay. Period. Like that's just there's no world in which um, that happens. Uh, we we will not have the votes to uh, continue down this path. I mean, the, the speaker's already said that he's not going to do another continuing resolution. Okay. Good. We have 15 days. Uh-huh. Um, 15 days to fund four of the 12 appropriations bills. They haven't even agreed to a top line number. Um, so, I mean, either the president. And uh, Senator Schumer come to their senses and say, we have a problem and we have to address the southern border Mm -hmm. or we have a government shutdown. Those, Those are the options.
And I mean, look, it's going to be a very challenging few months and nobody wants to shut the government down. It's literally, it costs billions of dollars every day and it's ridiculous, but it is equally, if not more ridiculous that we have functionally no Southern border. I know. And, and I get the politics of it, too. I mean, the Democrats will blame Republicans for the shutdown. That's not good in election year. I get all of that. It's a pain. So are you at the point, William Timmons, where you're going to vote in a way you're going to say, hey, listen, we just can't keep letting hundreds of terrorists through here. The 294 terrorists that we have caught, you and I both know there are a lot more than that. And, and you're going to go along with voting in a way. And I, I don't know how it'll be set up yet. So I got to be careful how I put it. That shuts down the government. Are you at that point where you're like, I can't take this anymore? Or are you at the point kind of of, hey, we can't shut down the government. It's an election year. We'll play. We'll pay dearly for it. Where where can we expect to kind of see you in the in the coming months? If we don't have border security, I'm not going to vote to continue funding the government. I can okay. promise you that. But I don't think it's going to – it's not going to play out that way. This is extremely complex procedurally. Um, so, I mean, I, there's just a lot of moving pieces. But at the same time, um, if we don't fund the government, you're going to have more than half of the Republican conference refuse to continue with the current spending. Um, so, I mean, it, it's it, it really is – Arrested I know. Disaster it's a mess. The board. It's a mess. Can, do you have a few more minutes? Can you hang with me? I want to hear what you personally think. Do you, do, you th- do you think there's a solution? And what would you do if you if you were in charge? You could do whatever you want. Congressman William Timmons, can you hang with me for a few more minutes? Um, I got a flight here in a minute, but I can, I can do another minute or two. Okay, yeah. we'll come back fast. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I know he has to catch a plane. Jumping back on with William Timmons. Uh, Welcome back, Congressman. We've got a guy on the text line. He is a veteran, and he's incredibly frustrated. Um, He says he's sick and tired of illegal immigrants getting, um, you know, taxpayer-funded health care, including $30,000 every time a helicopter has to airlift one of these illegals. Um, And that comes uh, from the federal government. Ultimately, the hospitals are reimbursed. Um, and he says, look, and I'm being told I have to pay for my own devices, but these illegal immigrants get it all for free. What is the solution? Because I'm really interested in solutions going forward. What do you think? Well, one, it's absolutely ridiculous. He, he's right. He's, he is absolutely right. And the federal government continues to not uh, fulfill the obligation we have for our veterans while giving uh, the millions of people that are crossing the southern border illegally uh, carte blanche, whatever they want. And, you know, you don't even have to trust me. Trust uh, the, the mayor of uh, 
New York City, trust the mayor of Washington. These Democrats are literally screaming as loud as they can for relief because the money that they are spending um, to assist illegal immigrants, whether it's uh, education, whether it's health care, whether it's whatever infrastructure, whatever government benefits, um, is bankrupting these cities. Uh, Washington, D.C. alone, they're going to, I mean, sorry, uh, New York City alone, I think it's at $40 billion a year is what it's going to cost. They have 50,000 um, illegal immigrants in hotels. I mean, they are. Um, so he's exactly right, number one, and it is ridiculous. We need to focus on the people that have stepped forward and defended our country and uh, not continue to have a zero border at our southern border. Um, so what's the answer? What's the answer? Well, one, uh, the president can fix this easily. He has to reinstitute remain in Mexico. He's in catch and release. He has to continue securing the southern border. That's, 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 that's the easy part. Whether he has the political will to do it is the question. Absolutely. Um, so, again, what would you just very quickly in the new year, um, which is now, what, what should Speaker Mike Johnson do and what should Republicans do? I know you guys have a thin majority. I get that. Well, so this is the hard part the speaker said. Um, he uh, has been speaker for 71 days. Mm-hmm. And the, the last speaker was escorted out of the, the, the speaker's office um, by eight Republicans. So um, I, I am confident that uh, this speaker is looking at uh, government funding, looking at any national security package that is coming forward and appreciates that the vast majority of the Republican conference that he uh, got elected by wants to secure the border, wants to end this madness. And he wants to end the madness, too. I mean, look, he's probably the most conservative speaker we've ever had in the history of our country. So he's in a difficult spot because the Senate and the White House are going to continue to pretend like we don't matter in the House. And right now, we're not even really having functional negotiations. Um, the, there's a group of bipartisan senators that are talking about border security, which, I mean, whatever they come up with is not going to be good enough. It's just not. So, I mean, the question then becomes, do you shut the government down um, on January 19th? Do you shut the re- or what? Do you shut uh, a third of the government down on January 19th? Do you shut the other two-thirds of the government down on February 9th? And, I mean, again, nobody wants a shutdown, but we can't continue to have um, – no functional border on the southern border. It is it is literally killing uh, hundreds of thousands of Americans every year, and it's costing us uh, half a trillion to three quarters of a trillion dollars every year. We got thirty four trillion dollars in debt. We haven't talked about that. I mean, so we're literally looking um, at a very very difficult few months ahead. Yeah, and you know, I, I, there's a part of me that wonders, you know, hey, what if this new really conservative speaker of ours? And you're right, he is the most conservative we've had. Um, what if he just said to the American people, "Look, here's why I'm shutting this down. We we cannot continue to catch 294 terrorists on our border um, as we have since Joe Biden came into office. Well, we caught just 11 when Trump was was president. We, you know, we're going to have a government shutdown. We hate that. Joe Biden's forcing our hand. Why not try it? Why not try? why not try to say, hey, listen, we're going to fight this. We're going to we're going to shut the government down over this. And Joe Biden can fix the border. We'll reopen it. And do you think that would win with the American people? I mean, we're watching this immigration issue um, now is right there just beneath the economy with the American people. I mean, why not make the argument? Well, one, you're leading with a, a great argument. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the the terrorist numbers, which you are accurate, um, those are the ones that we caught. I mean, we literally have had 7 million 
eight million people crossed the southern border illegally in the last three years. It's uh, outrageous. And I mean, it's that's more people uh, than South Carolina. I mean, by a lot. South Carolina has five and a half million people. That's literally more people than in the entire state of South Carolina that have come into the country illegally. I mean, it, it's it is wild. So, I mean, those are the conversations that we're going to have. Uh, whether this president um, is willing to secure the border to, to stop the madness, we will see. Um, I do not see any way that we don't shut the government down for some period of time. But uh, it's going to become again a chicken, and I mean, it it's it's going to be difficult um, because at this point, it's uh, I mean, I hate to say it's a no-win situation, but um, this president doesn't seem to care about the hundreds of thousands of Americans that are dying every year because the southern border is not secure. The fentanyl overdoses have skyrocketed. Um, the, the crime, the, the the challenges that his policies are creating for the American people, he doesn't seem to appreciate that. And no. again, we have to stop the madness. So, I mean, I, I fully expect the government to shut down but um, that's not a good outcome. And uh, whether it is messaged, how it's messaged is really secondary. Um, but uh, again, it's going to be a couple, couple bad weeks. William Timmons, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I want to um, always congratulate anyone who shows up here. We asked the hard questions you did. You don't shy away from that. There's a lot of pe- a lot of politicians in this state who won't ever do what you just did. So I appreciate that you are willing to take the hard questions, sit in the hot seat. Uh, and I want to thank you for that CR vote, um, that no vote. We I really appreciate that. Um, and thanks for joining us this morning. Always happy to. Great to be with you. Thanks. You too. Good morning. Okay, so I don't know if you do what I do over Christmas. I kind of hibernate. I catch up on all my streaming, uh, catch up on all my TV. I don't know if you're going through this right now, but with the writer's strike and everything, so many things that they were going to put out have been delayed. So there's like we find we're finding ourselves going back and watching old movies. The whole family watched The Godfather um, over Christmas, both movies. It's great American classics. And the kids are like, ah, and then they're watching it and they're just amazed. They're like, wow. I'm like, yeah, that was a much better era of, of writing and of, you know, just movies. And you, you just don't get it as much anymore. Anyway, um, so I was able to discover a couple of things over the break that I watched that I absolutely love. I love that the second season of Reacher is out. We really enjoyed that. I got that off the text line. Um, and kind of wondering what you're watching right now, uh, that you're liking, especially since it's just, it's just not a lot of good stuff out there right now. Um, but, uh, I know producer Tim, I asked you to check this out cause I wanted to know what you thought. Cause right. this is not the kind of thing I would normally watch. Okay. Yeah. And there's kind of a, there's kind of a cultural political thing behind this too. I'm gonna get into what it is in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, um, some, what, one of you on the text line said, watch blue eyes samurai. And I went, okay, well, that's, well, that's a weirdly named thing. What is that? And I looked it up. Okay, so Rotten Tomatoes, which is where I always go first, right? Right. 100% fresh rating from the critics, who are all liberals, right? No, yeah. I usually don't care what they say because they're, they're nuts. <laughs> uh, and then I go look at what this, the audience. No, the, nobody cares what they have to say. No, nobody does. <laughs> so then I go to the audience. And when the audience and the critics agree, 
In other words, that means the whole country agrees, both sides. I was yeah. like, wow, 96% rating. And I went, holy cow, I'm going to watch this. And then I went to, I went on Netflix. And I'm like, how have I not seen this? This is wildly popular. And I went, oh, it's one of those cartoons. Uh. Yeah, I don't watch cartoons. <laughs> I don't watch that. Um, but you we, know, And I tell people all the time, if you can just get past the fact that it's a cartoon and just enjoy the story, they're so good. So I went, okay. <laughs> I'm going to try like 10 minutes of this. Um, three episodes later, my husband and I are like bleary eyed. <laughs> We're glued. Um, it was so good. And you, you know what this is, Tim? What's that? You know what I, th- what I think this is? Okay. I had this experience when, you know, when I went to, went to Europe with my cousins, we went and we hiked around in our twenties and I thought I'm going to get experience European culture. It's going to be really cool. Right. Right. And I began to realize something was wrong. This like pretty much the second I stepped off the plane and got on the bus and I'm seeing all the billboards. They're not for British rock bands. They're not for British movies. They're American movies that are coming out there now. They'd been out here two years before. They're for rock bands. So I'm like, wow, that's old. Yeah, that's that's strange how that happens. They don't have their own culture. They had our culture. Our culture was better, right? Oh, yeah. Well, what this is, is what we haven't seen in so long. And my daughter says this. She wants, one of the things she's interested in doing is being a screenwriter. She says, nobody is good at it anymore because they only hire the wokes. Everybody else, all the good writers, unless you're woke and you're willing to write basically the same story over and over, white male dumb, woman saves the day, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 you're not getting hired. So all these great writers aren't producing anything. She's like, that's why everything is so boring. She started watching anime. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of kids in her generation did too because all of that woke is missing. It's just basic good heroes and characters, right? Right. Well, so for the first time in the world, I mean, you've got some other culture producing a better genre than us. Get out of here. No (laughs) way. Never happened before. Our culture was dominant. So Blue Eyes Samurai is the answer to Japanese anime. And let me tell you what, there are people inside these studios in Japan just gnashing our teeth because this is better than anything I've seen them put out. And my my daughter has dragged me through amazing anime movies they've put out. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I go because I want (laughs) to bond with her and I'm not into it. Right. Uh, Boy in the Heron actually was excellent. But, um, yeah, I really like that. But this is just, there's nothing like it. Now, I got to warn you, it's a little smutty. But enough oh, for yeah. me. Yeah, it is. Oh, if you, okay, if you loved Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. right? If you yeah. loved Game of Thrones, if you loved Dexter, if you loved Breaking Bad, any of the, I'm telling you, you're going to like Blue Eyes Samurai. Yeah. Uh, you're going to like it. It's it's so good. I mean, I was hooked after the first seven minutes. I mean, just just the, the story, the way it starts out. Uh, it's like you said, there's some uh, cultural uh, politics in there. So, like, you're automa- if you're into that kind of stuff, yeah, you you know you're just automatically hooked because it just kind of starts out with that, and then you know there's action and yeah, there is there's a little bit of you know nudity and, and things like that in it, but yeah. I wouldn't watch it with the kids. But uh, if you're by yourself and you want a good show, good good story, yeah, check it out. It is also incredibly violent. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. There's broken bones, teeth oh, flying yeah. around. Yeah, it is blood. <laughs> it is. Um, I I was a big fan of Kill Bill too. So oh, I love Kill Bill. Yeah, I know me too. <laughs> and there is definitely there's the Kill Bill references in there, but it's but it's a serious thing. And give it a try, okay? Normally, I would have never done it if one of you didn't rave about it on the text line. I would have, nah, I wouldn't have done it. My husband, and I were like, oh, when's number two coming out? And they don't even have a release date. And we're like, no, we're June's in. It's that it's that good. So if you're looking for something good to watch and you're kind of desperate, check that out. Uh, yeah, Texture writes, watch the new Reacher series. Have you seen Reacher the first season? 
Tim? No, I haven't. I okay. haven't. I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't. Well, yeah, it's it's quite good. Um, I, another texture rates. Um, you said you watched both Godfather movies. You didn't see the third one. My husband says the third one is unwatchable and not very good. So we didn't see that one. No. So I, we didn't do that. No. But um, texture rates. Um, this, see, this is the level of desperation people are at. Tara, my wife and I are rewatching Lost on Hulu. It's that bad. It's <laughs> nothing good. Hey, I liked Lost. Lost was oh, good. I did too the first time. Yeah, I've, you, seen, you know, I've seen it a few different times, actually. Yeah. I've, I've watched it a few times. Texture rates, my husband and I have been binge-watching Better Call Salt. My daughter and my husband just finished that. Um, I, I, I kind of was only into about, I don't know, three, four seasons of it, and then I was done with it. Um, I restarted uh, Justified, but then you put me on Blue Eyed Samurai, and I'm now, I can't wait to get home to watch it. <laughs> See, that's so funny because you texted me last night. You're like, "Wait, what's it called?" And I'm like, "Just watch like seven minutes." How yeah. much did you got? You got hooked, didn't you? How I got hooked in the first seven minutes. Yeah. How many did you watch in one night? Uh, I'm up to. I did the first two episodes, and I'm on episode three. I just started episode three. Okay, yeah. So you know what that means? You're going to be exhausted by Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but it'll be worth it because it, it looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Texture rates, I enjoyed Blue-Eyed Samurai. It just proves that even cartoons are better than modern American movies. You know what I like about it, too? There's really no woke in it. Right. Well, there's no woke. Th yeah. That's how a lot of anime are. There's no woke yep. in it. Yeah. And it's funny that you were saying that before about, you know, kids moving over to anime because when I was a kid, you, you hid that from people. Yes. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't tell people you're an anime fan. Uh, <laughs> no. And I look, I'm not willing to say I'm a fan of anime quite yet. You know what I'm saying? But I'm getting there. But I like the American version better. Right. And, and that is definitely Blue Eyes Samurai. And I'm telling even if you're a dude, I promise you, you will like this. It's good, yeah. Is it dude approved? Uh, yeah, it's, she's not a Mary Tim. Sue at all. Okay. Uh, she is, it's totally dude approved. Okay, yeah. good. That's why I wanted you to watch it last night. I was so glad when you texted me. <laughs> <laughs>
And he said, after those three uh, university heads, college and university heads, went before Lee Stefanik, and, and the, country, the world was treated to the shock of literally 17 times. It was 17. 17 times Lee Stefanik saying, okay, could you, could, could you condemn genocide against Jews since you're letting kids on your campus, uh, you know, call for it. Nobody would. That's scary. And Ackerman said, I'm not, I'm not putting up with this. I'm getting all three of them. I'm getting all three of them. He already got the head of UPenn. She, she's out of there. He got Claudine Gay to resign from Harvard. And yesterday he said the head of MIT needs to go. Folks, right now, we have to win this one. We have to, or they are going to bring back the anti-Semitism that was rife in the last major society they ran when they called themselves the German Socialist Workers Party. Look it up. It didn't end well. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.